Imperial battleship, halt the flow of time. I cannot swim, you Spanish peacock. I'm not Spanish, I'm Egyptian. You five-star double-rated astronavigatrix. Uh, 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 what? Space, herpy. Give me the remote control. Good heavens, General, that sounds like a woman. Impossible! Welcome, listener, to StarCrest. We discuss genre movies released before the year 2000. In this episode, we'll discuss The Abominable Dr. Fibes from 1971. It is a horror comedy movie, uh, and we're going to talk about it. My name is Ebba. And my name is Linnea. Uh, would you agree that it's a comedy horror kind of yes, movie? Yes, yes. Yeah? Um, <laughs> Unexpectedly so on my yes. part, at least. Uh, Me but, too. But, uh, yeah, I, I was quite pleasantly surprised by it, actually. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, going into it, I, I was expecting it to be uh, like just straight horror. Not mm-hmm. super like terrifying horror or anything, but definitely horror. So I was quite surprised to find that there are a few characters and things that are entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> almost making you laugh so that was a nice surprise actually um and it makes this movie kind of unique in my uh, opinion at least so um listener you might ask yourself well what is uh, who is dr fibes and why is he abominable um well let's get into it so the really short version would be that he is a a killer on the loose and if the if i, sh- I should maybe point out that spoilers from now on um, but he is a, a mad killer and he kills his victims in a rather almost like exquisite way, like, you know, with symbolism and, and uh, um, lo- a lot of thought going, going through, like a lot of planning. Uh, a lot go. of creativity it's and so engineering that goes exa- into it. Yes, engineering <laughs> is the right word. So creative uh, and very symbolic and and uh, insane honestly so yeah. <laughs> but the cops the cops are on to him and they are as the movie goes on trying to figure out what is his motive why is he like well firstly they don't they don't consider it being a serial killer at first but rather soon they find that well the people getting killed are all doctors and they have a common denominator what what's the word for that common denominator Common denominator? denominator common they they have a common denominator in form of a a employee or or a um a, another doctor who tells the story of a man and his wife being in an accident and they uh, i believe they were like nine doctors tried to save the life uh, of of the young wife but she didn't make it and the the man died um in the car accident car accident so kind of like, you know, like a sad story there, but also he's going around killing people in very weird ways. And um, the, the person who plays Dr. Fibes, to paint a picture here, is uh, Vincent Price, which we, funny enough, uh, talked about recently. I think it was maybe two movies ago. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, and he is, of course, terrific, as he always is. So that's the the basic storyline. Anything you want to pad out there? No, I think you 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 got the the basic uh, stuff down there. Um, I I actually went into this movie <clears throat> almost completely blind, as you say. Uh, yeah. I didn't really know much else than uh, the title and the fact that it starred Vincent Price. Yeah. Um, but as you know, as the story was was. Uh, evolving, I was very much um, invested in it, and uh, you know the the creative murders, as yeah. we mentioned, they, they were really, really nice. <laughs> if yeah. that's the word you can use, yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Oi. Du blev typ helt tyst. Du blev typ skrämd. 
Oj. Jag är så van vid att teknik ibland kan krångla på jobbet och så. Så att när det blir tyst jag bara, nu har någonting krångla någonting. Okej. Okay. Um, bara för jag tänkte på en grej. Ja, ah, men jag bara kör, jag bara kör på. Jag bara kör på. Yeah, so I don't know, um, you remember that I said before we started recording that I thought I'd seen like a video or something, start, you know, about uh, the Abominable Dr. Fibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but I figured out now that I'm looking at the IMDb page that it was actually about the um, the poster. And the poster is really, really special kind of unique just like all the killings in this movie is <laughs> so you know just like you because i said before that oh you know there might have been some information in that but i, I don't remember anything i don't remember anything about the movie and that would be it so i also went in completely blind more or less i did know how his face would look like but i didn't know anything else so it was really kind of neat to just have everything on roll in that way um however like you know quite early on who who the killer is and and um you kind of get that whole backstory of of the car accident and his wife you get that too but then there is a bunch of things that aren't explained and eventually like for example he has a sort of sidekick lady uh, that Mm. is helping him with all the murders and she's never really explained and, no. and, yeah, and she dies before she can say anything also. So yeah. and that's just, you know, like a really weird, fun little detail. And you wonder like, well, how did she get into this? And what's her motive? But we'll yeah, never know. Yeah. What's her motivation on, on agreeing to murder people together yeah. with Dr. Fives? Like, you know, you, you never get an answer to that. And I think that's quite fine, actually. That sort yeah. of leaves part of the mystery. Um unsolved and, and uh, yeah that, that's the relationship is kind of peculiar as well like we never know her motive for for being along with the killings we never know how she ended up in the proximity of him even and and how she um is she paid you know like is she is she a servant of some kind um but they do have sort of a curious weird relationship going on but it's never you never really understand what it's about they sort of have um i think they dance at one point Mm. and they also like she's a musician and he's a musician so maybe she was a student of his before the accident but that i don't think that would work in the timeline also so it's just something like that is is um it really adds to the atmosphere of this movie which is um Spooky, weird, funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the movie, the movie really yeah. sort of oscillates between, you know, being really, really scary and being really, really funny. Um, I mean, one of the, like the first murder in the movie, which happens in like the first ten minutes yeah. of the film, um, you see someone lowering down like a, an animal cage into a room. And then uh, raising it again, and at mm. that point it's empty. So you know, oh, there's mm. really some animal in this mm. room where this man is sleeping, um, and you you're you're watching him sleep, and then you start to hear these sort of shuffling mm. noises, sort of you know just just little quiet, but but still you know some something is moving in the room, and and I actually thought that scene was genuinely frightening because <laughs> I watched this. Late last night, it was dark in my room, it was dark outside, I was in my bed as the man in the film, and I had on my headphones, and this this noise just, you know, oh, it was really, really spooky, and I really dug it. It was just, mm, that first scene really left a a good impression on on the type of film that they like. If this is the ride we're going on, I'm here for it. (laughs) Yeah, but this movie really does atmosphere so well. And Mm -hmm. I agree with you. That scene is is genuinely spooky. Um, And sometimes spooky can sound like a really cutesy word to use. But spooky in this context is is not cutesy. (laughs) (laughs) And um, I'm trying to figure... Yeah, oh, there's the ballroom uh, death as well. That is also kind of gruesome. Yes. Yeah, yes. so there is a sort of a 
ball ballroom party going on and yeah, like a masquerade yes kind of thing. but yeah. the guy who's going to the masquerade he hasn't brought any sort of uh, outfit or mask or anything so he um, he's offered one by by uh, dr fibes and he says wow cool i didn't know this was a masquerade ball so i'll wear this and he he needs help to sort of um uh, gets the get the hinges on in the back of his neck and it's a it's a giant metal frog head and it's it's very pretty honestly it's a very pretty mask so i mean <laughs> um thumbs up for that but uh then he he sort of goes along and he's like yeah cool oh i'm, I'm in a mask and then you realize well as soon as you see the mask basically you realize that this is saw light that's going to happen mm. um but his head is crushed by this ginormous, horrible mask. And he's just screaming and flaying his arms everywhere. And people are at first not noticing. Uh, and then he falls on the stairs and there's bright red 70s blood gushing from his <laughs> neck. And it's glorious and weird and, and just absurd. <laughs> and I love it. Yes. yes. And that's just two of the deaths. So, yeah, you know, I mean... Honestly, this is like a way more colorful, not as freaky version of Saw. Like mm. the way done way before and, you know, to some extent better. Yeah, yeah. I had I had that exact same thought that this is like like the proto version mm. of yeah. the Saw movies. Um, and, and granted, I've only seen, I think, the second Saw film. Um, so I can't really speak mm. of the whole franchise. But based on what I remember from that film i don't really have good memories of it yeah. um, it's 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 a very different kind of horror um it's it's saw movies sort of the horror in the saw movies it, first of all the saw movies are very dark like yeah, yeah in color scheme yeah in, yeah in, in color scheme yeah. um and 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 the horror is more it's not quite as you know sort of sneaking upon you it's 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 more direct in a way and i think yeah. that makes it less scary um like like i i don't remember being scared of the softens the same way i i maybe was of of this movie it does feel very inevitable when dr fibes does his killings there is never really because there is hinted that that he's sort of following, um, I believe, a prophecy in in a, a Jewish writing. Maybe I will. To be yeah, honest, yeah, it was like the the ten plagues of Egypt. Was uh, it the ten? Yeah, it was, of course. It I, was I the believe so. Plague. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yep. So he's kind of following following along with that, and he, I do believe he he does say at one point that God is with me or something like that. So it's hinted at that he sort of enacts vengeance in in something that might you know stem from faith um but we never really get to see any confirmation of that it could just be that he's a he's a person that sort of embraced this symbolism and this prophecy and this sort of feeling of faith and um we never really get any any sort of supernatural things going on in that way i feel this movie really leaves a lot to interpretation and i really enjoy that and i just feel like you can be colorful and spooky and uh, and um yeah i don't know i'm rambling i'm good at rambling but i think <laughs> my point was made several minutes ago so i'm gonna st <laughs> stop right here but you get what i'm what i'm what i'm where i'm going at <laughs> yeah yeah totally <laughs> Yeah, but I think uh, I think we're we're kind of getting at something. And one thing I would kind of like to point out or whatever is that I feel like we kind of left the sort of colorful evil geniuses behind. Um, we left them in the seventies, and I feel like there is something really eerie about a theatric um, kind of extra evil genius um, murderer that I feel is really brought home in this movie and I really enjoy that and I feel like it's kind of uh, a breath of fresh air <laughs> with all the Annabelles and and <laughs> all, all the shit 
So, <laughs> so you know, how would you? How would you? What do you think about this sort of? I mean, it is very colorful, and it, it, they've really done a lot with the, the sets and the clothing, and and you know the fog machine. I believe is getting some work work as well. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? What do you think that it brings to the movie? And the atmosphere. Oh, I think yeah, I think it brings a lot, uh, a lot of the personality to the film. I mean, yes, Vincent Price as Doctor Fibes, of course, also brings a lot of the personality oh, yeah. to the film. But I think it's sort of the combination there of his crazy, revengeful character combined with his. I don't know what he's living in, like a mansion or a house or whatever. Who knows? That just yeah. yeah, who knows? We only like see one or two rooms uh, in it, but but he has this really strange interior design that is slightly garish, but also yes. kind of beautiful. And it just you know it 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 really combines well with with his crazy character in in in. in honing in on on just how insane he is and and sort of yeah. you know his his environment sort of is reflecting his inner turmoil almost and and it's mm, i think it's beautiful yes because um, it's almost like his his mind in his mind he's got all these ideas of revenge and and faith and things like that going on and it's very um, like his his killings are done in a very special way and and his dungeon let's say <laughs> is reflecting that it's reflecting almost the the mad murder fantasy in his head mm. and and that is just terrific so just to paint the scene here real quick um before you continue here, but as an example like he's got an el- organ elevator <laughs> yes with <laughs> pink plastic bits on it and it's Mwah, terrific you know so that's just <laughs> one of the things <laughs> that yeah. he's got going on here okay <laughs> yeah and i you know later like in in the end of the film uh like pe- parts of the floor is like yes see-through oh, except it has these like golden just... swirls going all over the place and it was beautiful yeah oh yeah. i love that <laughs> yes because there is a scene where the one doctor that's left for him to kill to complete his sort of circle let's say um he is uh he he's he went to the dungeon to meet up with dr fives and uh, dr fives is saying uh, blah 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 plot stuff blah 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 and then it is revealed that he will do surgery on his son. And he's like, what are you talking about? And the floor gets tran- becomes translucent. And it's just, mm-hmm. I didn't expect it. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So just mm-hmm. things like that, where you're sort of using the environment uh, in, in really, you know, creative ways, but also like, look down it's almost like he's looking down at hell like his own personal hell for this doctor and i think it's it's just it's such a nice way to tell more than one story at the same time or tell layers almost let's say yeah yeah Um, and i also uh, noticed that sort of uh, the different murder victims you know we we get to see for, for several of them anyway parts of their house and what, mm. where they live and and each sort of house has a slightly different kind of interior design you know the, this one was more of a like traditional english kind yeah. of interior design and this one was more of a modern uh, global interior design if that you know if you know what i'm talking about oh you're um, talking about the the last guy or no uh, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes 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 and it 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 helped to give the different murder victims, which we never really meet to any extent, no. except for one of the guys, mm. um, to give them sort of personalities after they had died, because we sort of see that, oh, you know, he lived in this kind of place, and this guy lived in that kind of place, and it's sort of, it's a little bit of a, of a reflection there, I think, of their personalities. So it's a, it's a neat... I don't know if shorthand, I guess you could yeah, call yeah. it, uh, because we don't really have time in the movie to get to know all nine of these people that's going to die. 
but just seeing pieces of their yeah. lives uh, or, or the kind of stuff that they own, etc., uh, does help um, in, in sort of shaping our yeah. our idea of who they were before yeah. they died. Because here's the thing, also, I don't think we'd care to know about all of the all of the nine people and their no. backstory. And or, you know, we don't need that. What we mm. need is that they probably don't deserve it, even though they might have you know sides to them that might be more or less not pleasant maybe yeah so there is this one guy for example who gets a package with the film role and you know as an audience we sort of think that oh that might be from dr fibes maybe who knows maybe it isn't uh i don't think it was but at least we're sort of on the edge at least i was on the edge to sort of like oh i see i wonder where this is going maybe this film role with the will reveal a movie that will uh you know, it'll burst out of its seams and something will attack him and it will be incorporated with the movie. And that doesn't really happen. But it, uh, you know, it speaks to the way that the movie uses props and how you would kind of expect things to go. And then it doesn't go that way. And it's it's just a neat side note. But um, yeah, anyway, so he's standing there and he's sort of, uh, you know, like <laughs> like panting over this uh, short movie where a female is sort of dancing around seductively with the snake. And... I mean, that's not the best way to make you feel like, oh, no, I hope nothing's happened to him. I mean, of course, I've, that isn't deserve That doesn't make you deserve to have a bad fate upon you. But it, the movie didn't choose like a scene where he's talking to his grandkids about baseball, you know, mm. and that's sort of the point I want to make. Like it doesn't it, it doesn't it doesn't coat everything in it's oh no these poor people and blah, blah blah it doesn't do that and i think that's to its advantage so yeah you know that's how they sort of presented one character in in the movie and uh I, you know we haven't really talked about the cops and the cops i think stand for the most humor in the movie and we have for example inspector trout who is the sort of main cop person uh, mm-hmm. how do you what do you feel about the sort of comedy and the acting and do you feel like it landed with you or not i think it did um i think you know dr fibes when he's on screen he's very very serious yes and very dark and very depressing um as as he should be that's sort of you know that's sort of the point of his character <laughs> yes. to be honest uh but i i fear that the you know inspector trout he has um his character balances very well with dr fibes in that his character is uh you know he's funny he's extrovert i would say Mm -hmm. he's uh, energetic and and you know very dedicated yeah dedicated to his job and then he really wants to protect these remaining doctors once he figures out that oh these are probably the ones that are gonna die you know he's he's very very loyal and very nice character just just a nice dude and yeah i i I think i really did like him um and and as we said he has some really funny moments and some really funny lines that he speaks and uh, they add to his character they they help shape who he is which is much more jolly uh, personality than Dr. Fibes um, and I think I think maybe the, the film needed that um, mm-hmm. like I said it, it was unexpected I didn't expect it to be as funny as it was but in hindsight I kind of feel like yeah that was a good decision to, to actually make it that funny uh, because it added to the whole experience you know when the movie was over and I sort of fought back on my favorite scenes you know it was the scene that I had described earlier mm. with the the animals moving yeah, about yeah, yeah. and which was really creepy. But then there's the other my my like other favorite scenes are with Trout when he's being himself <laughs> and being kind of funny and yeah, yeah. I mean I I really liked his character. It was um a nice a nice contrast I would say to the rest of the film yeah or the rest of the characters yeah it would have been a very different movie without trout and without Mm. those sort of interactions between trout and his co-workers and um, sort of his comments on things and and definitely his high spirits and and you you do really root for him 
um, mm. regardless of anything else, you do root for him and hope that at least I do. Like, oh, please let nothing happen to Trout, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I believe with, oh, without yes. without that, it would have been a very serious movie, and it could have been a bit dreary, actually. Um, you know, very dark and moody, and um, I think I would have joined enjoyed that movie very differently. So. Mm-hmm. The scene where, um, because at one of the murders, Dr. Fibes drops his like necklace, and the necklace yes. has a symbol on mm. it, and it's there's there's a big point to that symbol, um, and Trout finds the necklace and brings it to um, the jewel maker who made the necklace, mm. and the jewel maker is very eccentric, uh, <laughs> <To say the laughs> shall least, we say? He's got a bunch yes. of ancient rolls just lying around there, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can't really emulates the way the the jeweler was talking but it was really funny and the way he answered question was just you know it was mm, so So animated and (laughs) honestly it would have been kind of awesome if the jeweler would have said i'll come with you on this quest (laughs) to find this serial killer using this symbol in 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 uh, in evil ways that would have been kind of terrific the two of them sort of on an adventure together (laughs) but alas well, not alas. I mean, what we got is really good as well. But, um, you know, it's also a good thing to appreciate minor characters that uh, light up the room when they're in it. Um, so how do you feel about... Well, we did talk about her a little bit, but um, um, oh, I don't remember her name. And Did she have a name, the girl that was following along with... Um, she had a name, but it wasn't used much. Um, I think she she was just sort of supposed to be this mysterious, mute, nameless yeah. girl that was following Doctor Fibes along. Um, you know, they never really referred to her by the by her name. Um, yeah, very often anyway. Because something I was just thinking of uh, specifically was like how, what sort of. What feeling did you did she sort of emote for you? Like, was she just mysterious and sort of this question mark and like, oh, I wonder what's her back uh, backstory and everything, or was she sort of a little bit, you know, terrifying or something like that? Like, what did she? What do you feel like she brought to the movie for you? Apart from the mysterious bit, which we did talk about earlier. Well, I think other than her sort of being mysterious in that we don't really know who she is i think she she added a sort of almost supernatural kind of presence Mm. to the film because she is so she never speaks um she does scream in the end when she (laughs) dies but but she never speaks throughout the film so she's almost like this like like a silent observer oh. and and you know she mm-hmm. she knows what's going on she knows what's going to happen and mm-hmm. she has you know the power of affecting things mm-hmm. uh, and and you know she's choosing of course to to go with dr fives mm-hmm. um and of course we know she's not supernatural nothing in the movie is really implied mm-hmm. to be supernatural yeah. but she she almost brings that kind of almost like oh you, you know she's she's I don't know, a servant of Satan kind of situation. Oh, um, almost like she's uh, sort of almost helping along with the craft yeah, of Satan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I it's that. almost... Yeah. The way we see it and the way the characters in the film see it is, of course, that she's following Dr. Fibes. She's his assistant. <sighs> but you can also see it as maybe she's sort of the, the enabling force for Dr. Fibes. Sort of in, in yeah. subconscious maybe even. Um Yeah, because you, you kinda get at something interesting there because I I know they talked about her like that. Like she was sort of a servant and maybe indebted or you know, something that is sort of mm-hmm. he's controlling her. But I never really got that sense in the scenes that she were in. I can't think of one for now, at least. So, in uh, you know, as much as evidence goes for that, f- for the thought that the characters had of her, there isn't really any in the scenes that she's in. 
that I remember right now, at least. So, yeah, you know, your your theory, it's uh, it's a really interesting one that she might be the the one maybe leading the way. Almost like she's a reminder of his dead wife as well. Like this young yeah. person, almost like locked in time. So gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous um, girl. And she she's also very similar looking to his wife because if we haven't yeah. mentioned it, he's got a shrine. He's got a shrine of his uh, dead dead uh, wife. Mm. <laughs> it's terrific. Also As insane. You do. Uh, <laughs> But they're very similar looking. So maybe there's also something like that. And, you know, just mentioning quickly the one of the other females in this um, in this movie, the nurse. We don't, I don't think we've talked about her death, death scene. We've only talked no. about doctors. But there is one who was a nurse at the uh, operation that cost. Well, the operation itself didn't cost the wife's life, but she was part of the operation. Um, anything you want to say about her and and that scene, maybe? Well, that was that was one of the more convoluted yes. <laughs> Thank ways you. of mur- murdering someone. <laughs> Just what the so, fuck? <laughs> yeah, at this point, the cops have sort of figured out who is likely to be killed next, so they're trying to protect her. So they pretty much just lock her into this room with only one entrance and they have a cop standing outside that entrance and I figured he can't get into this room <laughs> but he of course impossible. goes upstairs and drills a hole into the room <sighs> where he can drop some green goo down on her what was that? I don't know exactly I, I don't know it was something he had boiled previously it's like washing um, up liquid you know it doesn't <laughs> oh. yeah yeah but anyway he has um, uh, I believe they're if 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 we're following the ten plagues of Egypt, mm. they, I was they, they are locusts mm. uh, that he drops down into the room, and I think this green goo is something that like attracts them, so they land on her and start feeding <laughs> on her essentially, um, and it's yeah so weird. I mean, it is implied that he took a sleeping pill beforehand, but still, you wouldn't you have woken up if I mean, locusts started eating on you? Yeah, I and mean, like, her face, I mean, her head, I should say, was covered in this washing up liquid. I mean, mm-hmm. she was drowning in it. I feel like he could have just left it there because there was no way she was getting any air at all. <laughs> so, Really weird, but also because it was so weird. And I think he had sort of an issue also with the uh, with the locust that they didn't want to go into the hole. Like he had thought mm. that as soon as I'll put the sort of um, cable into this hole in the, in the wall that I've made, they're going to just start immediately flood the room. But they didn't. So he had to like tap, tap on the containment uh, thing. And yeah, you could you could see that he was like, oh, is this the part that's uh, where I'm getting trouble? Like it's, it was a bit surprising mm. as well. At least, I, um, at least I interpreted it that way. So, yeah, weird death scene, uh, weird protection service by the officers as well. <laughs> yes, yes. Weird to tell someone uh, who's in danger to tell to have a sleeping pill. Also, um, bad advice. Mm. Really yeah. bad advice. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I'm also thinking bad advice to only have a guard outside the door not have a guard in the yeah. room like you yeah. know or maybe it's... not check the whole you know check the other mm. rooms maybe i don't know but honestly would i think of oh i wonder if a mad killer is gonna drill a hole on top True. of our no i don't True. i don't know so i'm gonna i'm gonna be a bit fair there and say maybe yeah <laughs> But yeah, I don't know about you, but um, are you ready for our uh, usual uh, suspects of questions here? Or is there anything else that you feel like we haven't talked about yet? No, go right ahead. I'm very ready for You're this. very ready which for is, it. Which is to say that I have not prepared this at all. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> As is our except, mantra yeah, except, in this. <laughs> except for one of the categories that oh, I actually have good. prepared. Excellent, for, excellent. Know. Well then, you've done more than me. I'll say that immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Not this time, unfortunately. But yeah. 
So I'll go with... Um, yeah, I feel like this one will fit in right now. So I'll go with favorite film quote. Uh, and that is a word, a phrase or a whole speech that has stuck with you. The good, the bad and the unintentionally entertaining, which I just love saying. So I'll say it every time. <laughs> <laughs> what you got for um, us? Well, in this case, I would say that I have something that was intentionally entertaining. Um, oh. And this this quote is... On its, it's actually nothing special per se, but when 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 it was said in the film, for some reason I just thought it was really really funny and I giggled at it. So this is uh, in the beginning after the first murder, when Trout and his assistant we we introduce to them for the first time and they have arrived at the murder scene, um, and his assist, assistant or his partner is talking about another murder that has happened um, with bees. And <laughs> he, he, the the assistant is explaining what happened, and Trout sort of exclaims, "Bees in his library!" <laughs> you know, I can't really do the British accent, no. but it was just it was just the way he said it. You know, with his accent yes. and when he, with his uh, like it's the know, most just... ridiculous thing he's ever heard in his entire life. That's yes. that's that sort of high level. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And that's bees in his library. Bees in his <laughs> library. You know, like it's just, and that's just one good example of a lot of those sort of comments. Uh, and that one does stick out. I remember giggling mm. as well at that thing. So yeah. So yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have a a film quote this time. So uh, we'll move on to something uh, completely dif- different, and that is replace an actor to improve the movie if it is possible at all. Uh, you're in a time machine, and you can bring any actor from any era to replace one actor in. This movie who would you bring Linnea um honestly I'm not sure I would replace mm. any of them Fair enough. um I quite like them as they were um I liked Vincent Price as Dr. Fives I liked um oh I don't remember the actor's name but the guy who played Inspector Trout I thought it was really great um and and yeah I I I thought they were fine, all of them. So I I don't think I want to replace any of them. Um. Yeah, I gotta say the same. I think that it everyone did a very good job with um, the material that they had. Uh, like for you, you mentioned the movie quote before. Uh, Bees in the library. Everyone was <laughs> was really giving their all. I feel like. Um, and and um, yeah, I, c- I can't really see anyone doing anything better or improving it in a way actually so yeah i'm skipping it as well so i could i could imagine if we use a time machine of having a like a sequel crossover between dr fives and the saw movies hmm okay so (laughs) (laughs) i'm just picturing this would you say i mean dr dr fives would obviously come up on top there but uh, you know just having the having a character of dr fives meeting the character of jigsaw i think that would sort of make for an interesting uh encounter so to speak. i'm almost sold on the idea but i, I <laughs> <laughs> but actually i mean i feel like we're sort of skipping ahead but i actually feel like i would i would be definitely be down with a i wouldn't say a remake but like a Dr. Fives number five, I have no idea how many there are, but sort of set him in a in modern times, but sort of have this colorful and weirdness and all of these kind of mm. almost kinky, crazy killings. And, you know, why not, you know, throw in a nemesis, throw in Jigsaw there if you, <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> But you so no, so no, no, there, there could be something there uh, if we if we get into the writers room, writers room and uh, and work on it, <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> but I'm not opposed to the idea. I just want to mess with it a little bit. <laughs> so yeah, um, next up is Bang Bon Blast. Uh, this is Fuck Mary Kill in the same order, and the selection is. To say the least, terrific uh, and terrifying. <laughs> so what do you have to choose choose between? Well, you've got Trout, Wife and Dr. Fibes. 
Wow. Wow. <laughs> and that is Can the dead wife. Can you hear my enthusiasm here? Yeah. <laughs> yes. This is the time we'll, fi- we'll find out if Linnea is into necrophilia or not. Oh. Yes. Oh, too dark. I'm sorry. Oh. Sometimes I wish I could oh. shut my mouth up. But I can't at times. So, so when you're saying wife, you're thinking at the point where she's at that's in the film? Well, or? I went there right now. But I, I will give you this. You can choose between live, happy-go-lucky wife five minutes before the car crash. So, you know, that's five minutes you got with her. Or an eternal uh, slumber high on formaldehyde in a cool looking uh, tomb. (laughs) You know, I'm just, those are the options. You won't have to Mm -hmm. do the the sex with the corpse. (laughs) (laughs) Either one isn't really good either. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. um, Obviously... Um, I'm bonding Trout because like I said earlier he's a really nice yes. guy and he's a very loyal guy and he's a really funny guy and I liked him so yeah yeah I'm bonding him uh, <laughs> and then it comes down to <clears throat> a woman who <laughs> spends the film dead and a guy who looks like a dead person because most of his face yeah. and presumably parts of his body was destroyed in this car crash. Um, Good <laughs> selection. Then, Not hard yeah, at all. You know, he, he can't he, you know, he can't move his face. He talks with like a machinery that he puts to his Ex- neck. And when he drinks yeah, when he drinks he like pours it down his neck somehow it's It's well, gross to be honest. I'm so sorry, really but gross. it's gross. Um yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, you know why are you yeah, why I, are you hesitating here? I don't I don't understand. <laughs> I I'm blasting Doctor Five. I I just can't yeah. I can't I can't do that face. Um, I agree the wife, with you. Um, I think was her what was the wife's name? Victoria or something? Maybe. I think. Yeah, she even in death she looks pretty. So formaldehyde. Formaldehyde is shit. <laughs> Toxic as fuck. But you know, yeah. actually, because like I said, in this scenario, it it really just means that you're sleeping with her in the same coffin. Yeah, You'll die. She's dead. So there isn't really any weird going on. Just to sort of, you know, calm your nerves down I, here. Um, except for sleeping with someone in a coffin, which is not yeah. weird at all. No, not weird at all. <laughs> But you'll die eventually, so you know, just True. let the let the True. darkness seep yeah, into yeah. you, and it'll be fine. If if we switch out banging with sleeping, being buried, yeah, sleeping. Or, or being buried next to, I can see myself being buried next to her. I guess. Well, it yeah, starts yeah. with the B, so it could definitely be <laughs> in this trio of words for sure. <laughs> so we'll go with that, just to not make it freaky. Uh, and yeah, I'm doing the same. Trout was adorable. Fibes is nasty. <laughs> Wife yeah. is cute and dead. But, <laughs> you know, sometimes I'm sleepy and I I could go for a nap. And <laughs> an eternal nap sounds horrifying now that I said it out loud. But really, the bar is low already, so <laughs> can't get any worse. <laughs> Nope. I mean, at least the wife is not a murderer, so that's right? something. Right? <laughs> totally innocent. And therefore, mm-hmm. we should not be mean to her and say immediately to blast her. So it's fine. It's fine. Our morale and, and everything is intact uh, when we move on to <laughs> <laughs> argue why this should win a Gordon. And a Gordon is, of course, our version of the Oscars. And like we always say, it is equally as valid if not more so during the times we didn't get an Oscar. Or did we get an Oscar? I don't keep track. Anyways, here's a Gordon. Linnea, you're up. What's the weather like down in Houston? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's sort of been established at this point in the podcast that I usually go for the serious alternative mm. and you go for like a more more of a jokey alternative. <laughs> I'm going to go with a jokey oh, one this time. Oh, god damn it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go 
give a Gordon to the guy who wrote the line bees in his library. <laughs> Tiny applause for that. Absolutely amazing. Keeping it on theme, I like it. 10 yes. out of 10. Uh, and it does win a Gordon, of course, because that's how we roll here. But yeah, nice of you to give a Gordon to the writer. You know, that's basically what you mm. did. And I think yeah. that's, uh, yeah. I don't think we've done that before. So nice. I like it. No, not, not that I can remember. Yeah. No. So um, I'm going to give it to, let's see how I'm going to phrase this. <laughs> I know what it's in my head, but I'm just thinking, okay, let's go with the most elaborate, beautiful burial in a movie. Mm. Yeah. In the 70s, maybe I should add, actually, (laughs) when I think about it. But, you know. We didn't really describe that. We didn't. We did mention formaldehyde and eternal slumber and things like that. But, um, Mm. so, real quick. um, Dr. Fibes has sort of done his whole killing spree thing. It's done. He's, he's, He's okay with it. He can now... Uh, go to sleep next to his wife. And he does so by draining his own blood and pouring in formaldehyde at the same time. And he has this setup of his uh, wife. There is a lid opening up in the floor and his wife is laying there on a very nice, soft-looking um, coffin. And it's wide enough for two people and he lies down in it. Uh, we've got some nice fabrics in the background and everything. And as the lid is lowered back down, it is um, it has the constellation, let's say, a constellation of a moon and a star uh, against a black. And it's also in sort of like a 3D, like it's, it's raised, the sun and the moon. And it's just really, really pretty in a really 70s, garish, the word that you <laughs> used before, in a 70s garish kind of way. Uh, so unique. So elaborate, honestly. What's wrong with a gun? Uh, damn, why do I always go so dark? Anyways, uh, <laughs> less messy, I guess. Uh, anyways, so yeah, I'm giving it a Gordon to that. Uh, felt very unique and kind of bittersweet in a way. Because the cops didn't find him. Because all they can mm. see is floor. Beautiful floor. <clears throat> It's it's a beautiful scene and it's very memorable. Yeah, I think. definitely. Uh, having seen the film now, that's one that's sort of gonna continue to to stick out uh, in in our memories. Definitely. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And finally, we've got double feature. Recommend something that would go along with this movie. Uh, and I'm thinking that maybe I should start um, this time. Go ahead. And, yeah. Uh, I'm going to suggest something that we watched just very, very recently. (laughs) And that is uh, Mask of the Red Death. It stars Vincent Price and they are quite similar in... I believe they are only a few years apart, I think. I don't remember exactly when the other ones was Uh, for. Mask was 64, I think. think, So... And Fibes is 71. Yeah, so just a few years in between and they have the same sort of feeling to them. And uh, I feel like you will be very inspired by outfits and colors by the end of it. And also feel a bit bleak. But you'll have a laugh now and then when you watch Dr. Fibes, (laughs) which is why I would watch that one the last. (laughs) (laughs) What would you recommend? Um, Well, I mean, Mask of the Red Death was something that popped up in my head as well. I was like, oh, you know, we're watching another Vincent Price film here. And, you know, there there was sort of a similar vibe of of this sort of impending doom kind of scenario, which was uh, really nice. Um, And as already mentioned, the Saw films, um, not a personal favorite of mine, that series. But I still think that, you know... Fibes and Jigsaws as characters have so much um, sort of in common that that you can sort of compare and contrast between the two uh, movies or the two movie series as, as they both are. Uh, <laughs> uh, that that would actually be a very good double feature. Um, <clears throat> but then I also want to recommend something completely different. Um, so I need to explain a little bit beforehand here. Okay. So the very first death in the film is death by bats. Yes. <coughs> and it's 
portrayed in the film as supposedly supposedly being very scary. Well, it is scary in the yes. beginning before we know it's bats. But once it's bats, <laughs> then it's you know they're kind of cute. Yeah, I I think they're really really cute. <laughs> so I, I <clears throat> you know this guy that is covered in bats and being like eaten by bats. I'm just like. Those looks like fruit bats. They wouldn't yes. actually eat him. Thank you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> they were just licking and just being like, hello, friend. Like, it's not intimidating yes. at all. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So, you know, I, I feel that the bats were uh, poorly presented in this film mm. uh, and that this film sort of contributed to the poor reputation of bats. So I would recommend uh, you check out a Twitter profile that, oh. co- that is called Give Bats a Break. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's just a profile with cute bad pi- bad pictures and bad videos oh and random polls about which bat is cuter than the other. So oh, that uh, is you know, check that out. Best <laughs> fucking recommendation all night. <laughs> Win! Oh my god, that's awesome. Give bats a break. Was that the name? <clears throat> yes. yes, awesome. Yes. We'll look up, uh, even though I'm not a fan of Twitter. <laughs> but yeah some some nice uh, suggestions from here to there really (laughs) i love it uh yeah so i think i I think uh, i think we kind of mentioned or talked a little bit about this before at least i know i did but uh you know i think you can uh, finish this one off but uh, do you think that this should be remade in 2020 not really um I kind of feel like the heritage of this film is still alive mm. to some extent, and I think that's that's quite enough. We don't we don't need a new Doctor Fibes movie specifically, um, because the spirit of Doctor Fibes sort of still lives in in some of our horror films, and, mm. and that's that's quite enough. Yeah, absolutely. I I feel like um, you know taking inspiration from uh, is a good idea. Uh, I think this has a lot of gold nuggets in it but remaking it not really yeah okay then (coughs) (coughs) okay then so listener have you seen the abominable dr fives we want to know what you think so go to our facebook page uh, that is at star crash podcast uh, where you can share your thoughts and also give us recommendations for future episodes um we also have an instagram account and that's also at star crash podcast uh if that's more to your liking Uh, and join us in two weeks as we sit down and talk about ferryman maria bye bye bye